Welcome to The Fulfillment Project. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, international fitness model and former IFBB pro figure athlete turned personal development sponge, entrepreneur, and online marketing junkie. I want to have it all in life, and I am not afraid to admit it. This show is for high-performing, high-vibing humans who are ready to take action, step through their fears, and up-level their life and business. Join me as we take one more step closer to that today. Okay, I got a pretty cool episode here for you today. This was an interview that I had on the Power of Progression podcast with John Marone. And I thought I would give you guys a recording of this because we talk so much about high performance and self-awareness. And I truly believe that if you want to excel in business or even in your life, there needs to be a lot of self-awareness as to how you're acting, how you're operating, and how to really like grow within yourself. And, and we go into that a lot on this episode here with John. So I'll lead you over to that, and I hope you enjoy. I am so excited for today's guest, where I'm introducing you guys to Sarah Fennell. Sarah is a retired IFBB pro figure athlete, international fitness and cover model. She's also been named as one of the top 100 internet retailers for her fitness programs. She retired from that dreadful nine-to-five job to go on and build a six-figure fitness business in the online space. Her passion now as the co-owner of PT Profits is to help as many fitness professionals as possible, help them grow their business by enhancing their online presence. You can find her on her own amazing podcast called The Fulfillment Project, which has been rated top five podcasts by iTunes. Woo! But what I love most about this girl is her absolute transparency, her ability to connect with men and women of all different ages in all different industries. And I am absolutely honored and pleased to welcome my amazing guest from wonderful Canada, amazing Sarah Fennell. What is going on, girl? Woo, that was uh, quite the intro there. You got me all like hyped up. <laughs> I'm doing amazing. Awesome. I love it. I appreciate you taking some time out. I know you got a launch coming up here and you're working on a lot of a lot of amazing things. Um, so once again, I do appreciate it. I'm honored to have you on as a guest. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here and help your audience as much as I possibly can. Oh, you're gonna. So guys, if you are listening to this, um, you are going to get tons and tons of value, men and women across the board, no matter what industry you're in. Yes, she is in the fitness world, but go listen to her podcast and you'll see she's way more than fitness. It's a lot deeper than that. Um, and I've come to realize that over the last few podcasts. So I appreciate, um, you know, you really touching all spectrums because it starts internal before we can really work external, right? Mm, 100%. And it doesn't matter what you want, whether it's more money, a better relationship, better business, a better body. Yeah, the external actions need to be in place. But like, if, if that internal side of you is not aligned, the action will never be put forward. Yeah. And I heard you say it on a recent podcast and I just, I love it because I'm all about, let's take massive action. But I'm also about, we have to work internally first for the action to make sense because you're going to come up against these roadblocks that no matter how fast at taking action you are, it's mm-hmm. about up here. How can you control up here to take the action? So I appreciate what you do. And I'm going to dive right into some, some questions here. And yeah, just tell, let's do it. tell me honestly a little bit more about your background, where you come from. I'm talking about like, what was your life like growing up? Let's kind of start there. Let's talk about Sarah when she was younger. 
Yeah. So like you mentioned on the intro there, so I'm from Canada. So all my Canadian peeps, eh? Um, I grew up about three hours outside of Toronto, Ontario in a a small town. I grew up in the country. Uh, What I would like to call like a really typical upbringing. I mean, my parents are actually still together. Um, I had a really loving home. Um, You know, I was always encouraged to go away to college or university and like things seemed pretty like quote unquote normal when I was growing up. Um, But there's definitely always something inside of me that wanted to do something big. And, you know, I was always a dreamer. I always wanted to achieve something. But I find like with the household I came from, like my dad worked shift work right up until he retired. My mom started at like a minimum wage job and worked her way up the ranks at a bank here in Canada. So my parents always liked to try to play it safe with me. And so it was always like, what do you want to do in college and go away and get good grades and get a good education and be quote unquote successful. And like I did that path. So I became a dental hygienist after high school and, you know, four or five years into that, woke up feeling super depleted, like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and was just had question of, is this all that there is? Mm. And that, that's like where thing, where fitness came in. I started finding a passion into fitness and started competing and putting myself out there into the world of social media. And this is back like circa 2008, 2009, uh-huh. <laughs> before Instagram famous people, before like YouTube yeah. was massively huge. <laughs> um, I always like had this calling to just like share my journey with the world. And that's really how everything kind of started for me. That's amazing. So you know, if, guys, if you're listening to this right now and this kind of resonates with you because maybe you're thinking, my story's not that bad. So how can I really, you know, look at a, my, my own story and say, how can I overcome these things? And some people, they're just like, oh, you know, my story's not that bad, so I can't be that successful, which is crazy, but that's the way they think, right? Um, so what I want to ask you, though, is you got into the fitness world and, and I actually watched a video from 2014 when you um, went ahead and you actually got your card to become pro. And I saw little Sarah, well, she wasn't that little. I mean, you were, you were definitely, uh, you were definitely diced for sure. Um, you, you were crying on there and, and you said something on there that really caught my attention. You said, it's, it's been a long five years. It's been a long five years. And in that moment, Sarah, you started breaking down. I kind of want to go back to that place. Tell me a little bit more about those five years and, and, the, the struggle to whether you're, you're trying to get your pro card or you're just trying to launch a business. I think that the struggle is the same of that process um, and, and, and the, the things that go on during that process. So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about what was going through your mind. What, what obstacles did you have to come overcome during those five years? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been asked this question about what it was like to win a pro card or that journey. I'd never been asked it in that capacity. You actually gave me shivers and my eyes started to well up as mm-hmm. you were reminding me of that moment and sharing that on YouTube. It was, it was a long five years because, you know, as I kind of introduced myself there, that, that wasn't really the whole picture. And I found fitness from being depleted in a career that I, I didn't like. And I was also addicted to drugs at the time. I was coming out of a depression and, you know, if we want to go back further, when I yes. was 19, when I was 19 years old, I witnessed a murder and I was at a nightclub and I had, we were with a group of like 20 or 30 of us. And I was just introduced to, you know, one girl's boyfriend and about an hour or two later, he ended up being stabbed in the jugular and bled out right in front of me. 
So that happened when I was 19 years old. And from there for about four or five years led into drug addiction, sex addiction, like massive bad relationships, just this whole like downward spiral from emotions that I didn't know how to process when I was that age. So, you know, even though, yeah, I went to college and became a dental hygienist. Yeah, I was functioning in the world. I had this massive void inside of me from things that I wasn't dealing with. And finding fitness brought up my self-confidence. It brought up, you know, my ability to know that if I put my mind to something that I could achieve something, it gave me this whole a world that I didn't even know was possible for myself because of all this depression and self-loathing that I was in for so many years. So when I say, you know, in that video that you watched there, like it's been a long road when I started to do well at fitness and be like validated for us and grow this community of women who enjoyed following my journey and then building a business out of fitness and, and having women look up to me to help them on their own journey. And I'm even getting emotional when I say it now. It's, it was a long journey to become that person that I needed to be in order to win that pro card. So for, for people who aren't listening, like the IFBB pros are, it's the elite status that you can get in the fitness industry. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger was an IFBB pro and they were like these God statues that just seem so unattainable. And being the high achiever that I was, I, when I found out what they were, I was like, I want to be an IFBB pro. So I worked for five years in the fitness industry to achieve that, you know, going to nationals and like losing or not doing well, or like just continually like picking yourself back up and moving forward. So when that happened and I made that video, it was literally like everything that I have overcame and everything that I had built and worked so fucking hard for coming true. So it was a super, super emotional process. I have chills. And the reason why I have chills, guys, if you go ahead and just, if you look up Sarah Fennell, I'm sure that's one of the first videos that pop up. And the reason why I have chills is because you told me about your drug addiction and you told me about more than that, right? It was just addictive personality. And I, I'm the same way. I'm and very, it, it's still like, it's still an issue with, with yes. multiple things. And I'm sure you understand that too. Yes. And, and so now, you know, what we'll talk about here in a minute is how we channel our addiction into something that benefits us. Right. Mm. Um, but you know, when, when I saw the video and you started crying, you said another thing and now it just makes so much fucking sense. You said, I saw myself on a treadmill and I, felt like this bliss where I actually was just smiling and everything just started clicking. Mm. And I, I got, I mean, I got, I got chills right now and it makes so much sense because you've dealt with this depression and, 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 and addiction for so long that you kind of found something to take you away from it, to replace it. But it, I, I really want to know, I mean, were you truly like in that moment, feel comfortable that you are not going to go back to the bad lifestyle um, and that you had the right coping mechanisms to not go back to it. Yeah, 100%. And from that time I had, you know, been away from drugs for five years at that point. But even like when I had said that in that video, what I really meant was, and especially from fitness and a lot of people listening to this might understand this, or even from a business perspective, we usually start doing things from the ego mind where we just want, you know, the, the body or the lifestyle or the money or what we think that that life is. So of course, getting with fitness, I'm like, yeah, like I want the abs and, you know, I want to be the girl on the cover of the magazines and like all that, like 
stuff that we think of. By the way, which you were. (laughs) Yeah. And I think like, it's really great to set goals from an ego perspective or to get that action moving forward. But at that moment when I won that pro card and I actually wasn't even supposed to compete that year, I, I had been competing for five years and I started doing it for myself, but kind of lost my way in the five years of starting to do it for what I thought other people thought I was supposed to do. And oh, my clients like see me as this person. So I need to compete. I built this identity around who Sarah was. So I need to compete. And I stopped really enjoying the process of getting ready for the show. Yes, it's freaking hard. It's, it's, it's a very strict lifestyle, but I always enjoyed it. So I had actually backed out of a show that year and decided I wasn't going to compete. I was just going to do some downtime. I was in school for holistic nutrition as well. So I was learning a lot about the internal body. Um, If anybody doesn't understand the competing side of the world is only for aesthetics. That has nothing to do with internal health. (laughs) You know, people think, people think fitness is healthy. Fitness can be healthy, but not from that extreme. Agreed. So with learning about all that, and I was testing a bunch of different modalities out on my, uh, on my body that were not typical bodybuilding modalities. So I was doing a lot of detoxing and a lot of like adrenal support and um, like eating fruit in a contest prep, which you're usually not supposed to do. Like I was more just listening to my body and I was getting shredded. So then I decided to do a show about four weeks out and I was like, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do this for me and test out some things. And it was the first time in a long time that I had done a show and a fitness goal just for myself. And so when I had said that in that video, like I just, I knew I had arrived from a really mature standpoint with my goals. And, and I've even seen this like in business as well, where it's like, you know what you should be doing, but you're almost doing it because you feel like you should be doing it or you want that income. But when you can just step back and be like, what do I really want? Or what is like really optimal right now? The results and the feeling and the, um, the, the gratitude that you give to yourself is just so much better. I love that so much. So I talk about it a lot too. And people have these goals and, and, and to me, Every, so every year when I write my goals, Sarah, I go ahead and I actually write down my top five yearly goals with the why and the emotion behind it. And this is exactly what you're talking about because the goal is nothing but the vehicle to get to an emotion, right? So is there other vehicles to get to that emotion that are, you know, to where you could be even more authentic and be yourself. And, and it's cool that you found that. anybody that's listening or watching and you know, you're, you're trying to get in shape and you're trying to look at this fad and that fad. She said something here that you need to listen to. And that's first off, do it for you, not for what everybody else thinks. Right. And, and second off, listen to your body, mm-hmm. listen to your body. Yes. Listen to what the experts are, are saying, but you got to listen to your body as well, because if you shut down because you're doing something way too much or that doesn't work with your body composition, you're going to be two, three, four, five weeks behind because something's going to happen mentally as well as internally, which will shut you down. And it's going to take a hell of a lot longer to get back to where you want to go all because you were trying this fat and that fat and that fat. Listen to your body, right? Mm-hmm. I love that. And it's really, it's really interesting because once I started being super like intuitive with that, and even through that prep, like I didn't measure my food and live out of like containers that most people do. Like I did it very differently. And since I won my pro card, I never went on to compete again. It was almost like, okay, like I got it now. I never started measuring food. Like after that, I was like, I got it now. And it's almost like I mastered my own body by just really listening to what I needed. And, 
and I just didn't have that internal drive to go on with fitness. So this is like where like my journey kind of turned. I went to more the holistic route and then transitioning into business coaching after that. So, you know, I think it's amazing the world that we live in where we can create businesses and passions around what we love and we can influence people with our own experiences. And that's just really what I've done. And I, and I thank you so much for being open and honest about the addiction, um, about obviously the, the stabbing that's, do you, do you, do you uh, think about that often? I mean, is that still something that creeps into your mind? And if so, how do you handle that? Because I think a lot of people listening, they have something that really hurt them. I mean, it could be something as, as bad as rape. It could be something towards abuse and they got passed in and they've done well, but it sometimes creeps in their mind and that puts people back into a downward spiral. And I would love to hear how you cope and have help others cope with that feeling coming back because uh, that's a, that's a scary feeling of remembering that and saying, shit, last time I felt this way, these negative things happened and I couldn't control it. And I don't want that to happen again. And, and you've obviously built a successful life. I don't think that has ever left your mind completely. So when it comes into your mind, what do you do? How do you cope with it? Yeah, it's um, that part. I mean, the the stabbing is something I'm more just starting to bring into my my story now. Um, I've always talked about the drugs and the depression and the addiction, but I think like the older I get, you kind of look back. You're like, oh, because this happened, then I did this. Like this this triggered this behavior. And if we can start to piece together why we do some of the things we do, this is where we can start peeling back those layers on ourselves and be more self aware as to okay, if I want to optimize who I am right now. I need to look back at what have I been through and what beliefs do I have and what limitations have I put on myself? Because whatever you're trying to achieve in life, like you literally are only bound by your own limitations. Mm -hmm. So we must look back at the story of where we've been and what, who has shaped who we are today. So it's only really been recently that I started thinking back to that because I think I like I numbed it so much. I didn't want to talk about it. It was like a point in my life where I just like, I was like, shut the door. Like this didn't happen. And, but now like moving forward, I can look back. So I think like after we are, and not that we're ever healed from it, but it's almost just like, just like if we want to share an experience, we can't be in the experience from the negative perspective. We need almost need to be through it a bit and have some insight so that we can share that in an inspiring way for people. So to be honest, I've really only just started looking back on that story recently and, and kind of tying it into different things. Well, and, and once again, I, I'm super appreciative you're vulnerable about that because it's not easy. And we talked about before we got on the show about, you know, sometimes when we tell our story, we look back and we're like, oh shit, like I forgot about this or, or I don't, don't, I forgot I'd never bring this part up. And you almost live in that for a second. Then you look at it and say, like you said, how can I be a victor in that situation and, and tell everybody what I did to have them not do the same thing and what I did to overcome it. Um, so the more we tell our story, guys, the more you're going to find things that you've been hiding. Yeah. And the way to be the most authentic person you could be and to be truly who you are is to tell your story to anybody and everybody, even if they don't want to listen, tell your story. It's going to reveal a new version of you. And that is why we started the Power Progression Podcast. Mm. Thank you so much. And Thank I mean, you. like a, a story is so powerful. It truly makes you, and I, I don't like to believe in coincidence. I believe that everything happens to us for a reason. Yes. So it's whatever you've been through, whether it was negative or positive, it didn't happen to you. It happened for you. And it happened for you for a reason. So if all these things didn't happen to me, they wouldn't have been the catalyst for all this amazing stuff that I, I feel so blessed to be able to do now. 
And Steve Jobs says it, right? Looking forward, you can't connect dots, but looking back, you can. 100%. Especially like if you're like in the thick of something right now and you're like, what the heck is going on? Like, I don't want to feel like this. You almost just need to be patient with the process because there's always a lesson coming out of it. So let's stay there for a second. So I think a lot of people are feeling that. They're feeling overwhelmed, whether it's their relationship, their fitness, their business. They don't know what they want to do. They're nine to five. They're feeling overwhelmed. Um, and they're feeling like, I don't know why I'm doing this possibly. How do you deal with that? In that moment, how are you self-aware? Because to me, everybody I've ever interviewed, as well as myself, the number one habit for a successful person is extreme self-awareness with vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So how do you in the moment, not a week, two weeks, three weeks later, in the moment, keep yourself accountable to be self-aware? Um, I think I'd, I'll come back to where you kind of started with that. Yeah. With, you know, if you're in the moment and you're struggling and you realize you're going through a challenging time in life, yeah, like it's frustrating. No one likes to feel pain or suffering. And, you know, even if I tell you it's only going to be a week like this, we're like, what, like a week? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it ends up being months or even like years before we, we create that clarity. Um, Earlier on before my, well, when I was kind of self-aware, but not to where I am now, I I never really understood the struggle. And I I always looked at it as such a painful point that I wanted to get over. And now I've realized with every struggle or pain point, there is always something way better on the other side of it. So I never, like, yes, we want to push out of these painful moments or these struggling moments, but if you don't have the clarity to the answer right now, don't push to get over that. Because I found like, even when I wanted to give up my, my, my career as, as a fitness coach, I built this amazing business for myself, but knowing I wanted to go into business coaching, I was like, how do I just like switch this? And how do I change this identity of myself? And there was a good, like two years of like mental struggle there on where I wanted to go and how I was going to do it and still sustain an income and just this internal struggle. Um, but it, I realized like, I didn't really have the clarity on the direction I wanted to go. And I kind of just had to wait through all of that uncertainty and that struggle and that, that internal pain. And on the other side of that, like the clarity will be there. And when the clarity comes, man, that's when you're just going to be super inspired and the action is going to flow. Yes. Yes. And, and so do you do something like nightly, uh, like Rob Deerdeck talks about you know, his self-awareness methods and I love it. And cause it's kind of similar to what I do to where I put a metric behind it. What do you do when you, when you're done with the day? How do you know, how does Sarah know that she crushed the day she was, she was, you know, as, as productive as possible in all the areas that she needed to be productive in today. Um, before you lay your head down, how do you know that you were as productive as possible today? Yeah. Well, for me, everything always starts in the morning. Um, like I have a morning routine, like fitness and, and health is still so much a part of my day. Um, personal development, meditation, it sets me up. So if I haven't done my morning routine and primed myself for the day, then, then it won't be productive. At the end of the day, if I know that, you know, I've my to-do list or however, whatever that was, as long as things are progressing, I am happy. Like I need to feel that progressive movement, you know, whether it's one thing or two things um, or whether it was just a self-care day for myself. As long as I can feel that progression, I can go to bed at the end of the day going, I am growing. I am getting better every day. I, I'm happy. And the days that you don't feel that, because we're not always, you know, oh. seven for seven, um, you don't feel that. And do you do something like immediately? Do you just say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to knock it out of the park? What is, what is your method? Some people are like, nope, I'm not going to sleep until I at least do one thing. Some people are like, eh, I lost today. Let's get back at it tomorrow. What do you do? Yeah, it's, and coming back to that addictive personality, um, I have to be really careful of burnout um, yes. because I will 
And, you know, early on in my career, I would like literally like work till late at night and lack my sleep and give up my own self-care. And like when I got a project on the go or when I'm excited about something, I will literally work day in and day out until it's done. Like I could have a course like created, launched and filled in a week if I wanted to. (laughs) But I've learned from burnout perspective and just learning. I've really had to learn balance in my life. And that's, I know like in a way like balance is bullshit, but I need to learn not to be a hundred percent all the time or else I go to zero percent. So some days if it's a bad day, if my mind's not into it or it's just, I just haven't been performing. Okay. I need to be okay that maybe this just needed to be a slower day. Cause I know, I know what will get done on time will get done. I know that about myself, but I don't beat myself up at the end of the day. I just don't. It's so huge yeah. because I, I think a lot of people, including myself, right, we beat ourselves up for not being, you know, super, super, you know, proactive today and productive. And then we beat ourselves up. And what happens is people beat themselves up and then they wake up in the morning down on themselves because that's just, that's the momentum they're riding into the next day. And it's hard for them to get back on track. And I think with fitness, you probably feel the same way with somebody, they fall off the wagon for, you know, Sunday night it's sometimes harder for them to get back on Monday because they feel like shit because man, I can't believe I went ahead and I just ruined my whole diet. Right. Because I, I ate yeah. donuts all night last night. So I think what you just said is, is tremendous, which be okay with taking a loss for the day. It's okay. Don't beat yourself up. You know what I mean, just get back to it immediately the next day. Yeah. And that's, that's a big like self-sabotaging habit that a lot of people have with their goals. They're like, well, if I can't, and it's the perfectionist mindset, if I can't be a hundred percent all the time, or if I can't be a hundred percent perfect all the time, then what's the point on doing it? And I'm a failure and, and I'm never going to be good at this. Like if we always think from that perfectionist mindset of we have to have to be on all the time, you'll never, you'll never move forward with your goals because you won't have that grace about yourself to be like, it's okay. Like, you know, yeah. But I mean, if we're making up excuses and we're not in action and it's week after week, then we need to do some like self-awareness as to, okay, like, why are we not performing at all? I think it's funny how people love giving, you know, saying it's okay. And, and, and telling other people like, Hey, you just screwed me over, but you know what? I'm going to forgive you or, you know, forgiving people for really bad things, but yet we won't forgive ourselves for screwing up for one day. Um, we so I, are, yeah, we are our own worst critics. Like yes. that could be a good thing or a bad thing, but mm-hmm. yeah, you need to be careful how you talk to yourself. Definitely. Yes. 100%. And he's talked about your morning and your night. So the most in, in my mind is the most important four hours of your day, the two when you wake up and the two before you go to sleep. What is yeah. Sarah's two when she wakes up and two before she goes to sleep? What does that look like for you? Yeah, 100%. So I'm up anywhere between like 5 and 6 a.m. every morning, um, which I think is interesting. And I mean, if you want to like, people see this like glorified, like, oh, you have an online business, like you have this freedom lifestyle, you can do whatever you want, but you need to really understand yourself and how you operate best. Like that's, what's going to make you a high performer. I love high performance. I love studying it. I love coaching on it. So you need to understand like what makes you a high performer and, and operate your best. For me, I'm a morning person. As much as like, sometimes I'm like groggy in the mornings, like my mind's the most clear. I love to set up my day. I like to just know I'm productive the first half of my day. So I get up, I have uh, warm lemon water with some apple cider vinegar and Himalayan sea salt. Um, I got off coffee four years ago. I was massively addicted to that. So I replaced it with this morning elixir that I have. Um, I might answer some tedious emails or something or set up my day. Uh, I do meditation. We have a meditation room in our home. And then I'm out of the house and at the gym every morning. So 
I try to be back home around like 8 a.m. and into my day, but my morning is my me time. And that's like to prime me for the day. Because if I'm going to do podcast episodes or Facebook lives or my own podcast or, you know, coaching clients, I need to know how I am going to show up as my best self. And, and that takes, you know, me priming myself and fueling my body right and moving it and, and clearing my mind. Awesome. And what about at night? You're, you're, before you go to sleep, I mean, yeah. what, what does your two hours look like? Yeah. So Joe and I always, and we've played around with this because I mean, I, I, Joe, my, my partner, we run a business together. We live together. We spend a lot of time together and that's only been recent in the last two years. So we've had to learn like how we operate as a couple and as a business couple <laughs> together, which... I can, it could be a whole episode on its own because it's, <laughs> it's very challenging at times, but yes. it is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. Um, so we always sit down to watch TV around like 9, 9.30. We know that we need to kind of like shut our brains off because um, even if we're like, let's go on a date night or like, let's just have some time for us, we kind of always end up talking to, about business. <laughs> um, and then um, we'll go to bed. We have an NLP coach. So I listen to 15 minutes of an NLP recording that she has for me. Sometimes I'll do some reading in bed, um, but it's really like, like shutting off my mind from the day and, and chilling out. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Now your NLP coach. Um, so she goes ahead, she or he gave you this 15 minutes. Is that something people can find online? Cause I think a lot of people don't understand what that means. And sometimes they do, but they don't know how to practice um, you know, yeah. all the, 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 the best practices from it and the processes. So I would just love you know, your feedback on that to give yeah. you So NLP is neuro-linguistic, neuro-linguistic reprogramming. And what it does is it reprograms your mind. So our mind has two different levels of consciousness. We have our conscious mind and our unconscious mind. So my conscious mind is going, I'm on a Zoom call with John right now. We're talking like you can tell yourself, I'm going to raise my hand in the air and you do that. Your unconscious mind are all the things that are going on that you don't really have that control over. And this is where a lot of people's actions or disactions come into place from our thoughts and beliefs about ourselves. So with going back to like my story or how you were raised, or what was said to you growing up, we have these beliefs on how the world should be, how we should act, um, what we deserve we should have, who we should be. But if we want to up-level our lives and step into leadership and do amazing things in our world, we need to identify what are those thought patterns or those beliefs about myself that are going to limit me. Because, I mean, I think, you know, if we want to do something great, the first thoughts are like, who am I to want to do this? Like, I'm a nobody. Or maybe like someone told you that you weren't able to do that. A lot of mindset around money, you know, thinking that rich people are greedy or that, um, you know, you're not deserving of a lot of money. So um, you can find stuff online. Um, I personally believe in working with a coach so they can help you identify some things that you might not even be aware of. And even like, I mean, I went to her for a specific reason, but she's like, I think we should start back here. It's kind of like on a fitness journey. You're like, I want abs. And I'm like, okay, let's just start walking on the treadmill first before we, before we go into everything. Right. So like anything with working with a coach, they're going to be able to identify things with you sooner. So I work with a girl named Brenda Johnson. Um, she does distance work with people too. If anybody wants to look her up, she's fantastic. Um, so she does some stuff in person with me and then also gives me recordings to do as well, because it's not, it's like, it's like wanting to get in shape. Like you can't go once a week and expect to get into shape. It needs to be a daily consistent habit. So this is something uh, that Joe and I both have a coach for. And 
yeah, right now we're working on, um, we're actually working on forgiveness, which is funny enough. We were, we were talking about that earlier in the show. So yeah, that's, that's phenomenal guys. Yeah. It, coaches. And I, I have several, right. I have a coach for different areas and different equities of my, my, my life. And yeah. Sarah does as well. And uh, the most successful people do. So I truly want to know what is your why and how did you find it? And did you find it? Maybe you didn't find it yet, but I, I'm super curious. Yeah. Um, like what I said earlier, like once I kind of started putting myself out there on social media and realizing that people wanted to listen to me, I just have this deep internal drive to share information and to help people. And I think it's maybe because like I've overcome a lot of pain and struggle myself that whenever I'm learning something, I'm kind of always reteaching it. And like, I think like that's how most successful people are. So like a lot of people think like, I need to be an expert before I can ever put myself out there. I've kind of been the opposite. Like if I'm reading a book, like I'm teaching my audience what I'm learning and that helps you integrate the information as well too, right? So I've always had this deep calling to like share my journey, share my story, share experiences of what I have been through to help people have a better life. Um, I, I used to think like after starting a business and like having like clients and no time and like tapping things out and kind of becoming exhausted a little bit, I was like, okay, maybe I'll just like create passive income and I could just make money and then I could just like go live my life. And I started kind of like integrating passive income into my business and doing that. But I realized like if I wasn't at the forefront of my business, so if I'm not like doing interviews or talking to my audience on social media, I don't feel fulfilled. And that's been a big learning journey because a lot of people think like, I just want a business and make a lot of money and, you know, not have to like talk to people or be involved. Like kind of in the back of our head, we're like, how can we make money and not do yeah. any work? Right. About 75% of people that get into yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like in a way, like, sure, we all want some money and not have to do any action, but you have to think about like where, what fills you up? Like what gives you like so much like joy and fulfillment? And for me, it's like doing stuff like this, like talking to people and sharing my story and giving people insight into things where they're like, oh, I never thought about it like that. I'm going to act differently. And then hearing from people, hey, sir, I heard that you said this or with my coaching clients. Oh my God, I cannot believe that I did that. And giving people the belief in themselves when they don't truly believe in themselves or think that something's possible for them. So like, that's my internal driver. I don't know if that's a simple answer, but- well, it is, but I think there's something deeper there. And if you don't mind, I just want to dig a teeny bit deeper. Yeah. Um, so you, you talk about a few things there. You're like, hey, man, you know, I love to to have the pride of me seeing people succeed from the things I tell them. I also love being on the forefront and, and watching it um, and telling my story. But why does that matter? Like, like why does that matter to you? Like, when you have to get up at, you know, or you get to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and, and there's days that you don't want to, what do you say to yourself that makes you get up that says, you know what? Cause I don't know. I could be wrong. It's, I don't think it's going to be, I'm going to get up because I'm going to make somebody feel good today. I think it's a little deeper than that. Why is that so important to you? I, I, I honestly just feel like I, I have to, like there's, I don't know, there's some sort of like a calling. It, it's, I, I can't explain it. And even with now where I am in my business, like maybe five, 10 years from now, I'm going to be teaching something else. I, I somehow just feel like I am a, a vessel of a messenger for some people. And if I'm not showing up and if I'm not sharing my story, I'm not connecting with those people that need to hear that message so they can move through transition. I like, like I just, I really, I want to take people from, a place of frustration or a place of struggle and show them that there is a light on the other side. 
That's amazing. And when did you feel that shift? Because when you're an addict, you didn't feel that way, right? Probably when you were trying to get your card um, as a pro, you didn't feel that way. No. When did a shift happen? Was there an event? Was there, was there a moment? Was there a person? Um, I, I guess I would have to say it was maybe like 2006, like even like only like two years ago, like when business started like doing well and like you kind of just realize you start doing things for, okay, I need to support myself. So let's like make some income. And then when you make some income and, and you feel good, like once money is not the object of your drive, you start thinking, why do I do the things that I do? And if money was not the object, so like right now, like if I had like, you know, if I didn't have to make money, I would still be doing everything that I was doing every single day because I love it because it fuels me up and because it helps people. So as you start to tick off your boxes as to what you want in life, the, the emotion runs deeper as to why you do the things that you do. And, and not, you, yeah, you it'll, it's something there that that's crucial because people are like, how do I find my why? And you said it, the first question you got to ask yourself is if I were to wake up every day and not make any money and love what I do, what would that thing be? Well, if money wasn't an object, if everything in the world is free and you get to do one thing in this world, what would it be? You know, and really dig deep and then figure out from there, how can I make profits off of that? And, and, and that's really what it comes to. How can I build a lifestyle, you know, that, that fits that? And I always say, build a business around your lifestyle. Yeah. Right? And, 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 and that's what you do. And when I say lifestyle, I mean who you are, like, like what you love to do. You build a business around that. If you love peanut butter and like you're obsessed with peanut butter and you want to talk about peanut butter all the time, as Gary Vee talked about, like go ahead and build a damn business around it. Right. Yeah. And I, I feel like we're, we're at an age where entrepreneurship and like the online space is amazing. And I feel, and I mean, Joe and I, every week we get people reaching out like, oh, I want to build a business or I want to do this. And people want to do things. They lack that belief in their confidence in themselves to just go after it. Cause like, you're never going to feel ready. You just got to like show up every day and share your story and share your knowledge and slowly like things will build. So do you think, because people who are listening to this are dealing with confidence issues, whether it's in one area of their life, their whole life, it doesn't make a difference. They're, they're dealing with confidence issues more than likely. Do you think that the way to get over confidence issues, besides mastering your craft, that's, that's a whole nother story. But personally, do you think it's just, just take action and like confidence will come with the action you take because of the clarity that you get from the action? Tell me a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, we lack the confidence to show up because we feel like we're going to be judged or we feel like we're not good enough. Like really like that's what it comes down to. So you actually need to get into the action to prove to yourself like, okay, I do know what I'm talking about. This helps people. And to realize like, no one's going to like beat you down. Like trolls nowadays are, they're not like they used to be. Like people really don't like cut you down. So there's like this confidence competence loop that needs to be in place. And if we're not in action and gaining that competence with what we do, the confidence will never come. So, and this is where a lot of people, and even like that perfectionist mindset I talk a lot about on my podcast, where if you're always like, you're, you're trying to get ready to get ready, to get ready, to get ready. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then you never do anything. So you need to put yourself out there before you even feel ready and like fail and fall on the way down. And that's the only way you're going to get better. I love that. I, I love the way you just described that. That is absolute gold. Tell everybody before you listen to the show, get a pen and paper. So you guys should have a shit ton of notes right now. And, and another thing I want to talk about. So you talked about perfection and I, I'm a big believer that perfection kills progression. Yeah. I mean, then you also talked about a, a few other things, but 
it, what, what I want to stay with right now is about you real quick, because we're, we're giving the audience a lot of stuff, but I'm just curious, what was your biggest obstacle? You talked about the addiction and everything. Was that your biggest obstacle or is there something different that was maybe your biggest obstacle that you could give to the audience? And then what process did you put around it? Um, I would definitely like that perfectionist mindset. Um, it goes with the addiction. Like I've always felt like I need to like be more, be more, be more. And yes, it's good to have you strive for achievements and to grow yourself. But I think I was in a detrimental space at one time of addicted to always getting better and addicted from a standpoint that almost like ran me into the ground from a physical standpoint. Um, I had breast implants that end up like killing my health. I had them taken out 10 weeks ago because like they made me really sick. Um, I have almost like burnt myself out and like killed my adrenals. And I really need to be careful from how much I push myself because I can push myself too far to the other side. So it takes a lot of self-awareness to be like, hmm, we're feeling a little like burnout coming on, we need to back things off a little bit because I can't run at full speed all the time. I end up in like high performance and then like burnt out for two or three months, high performance, burnt out for two or three months. And I learned that from being in the fitness industry because for a show prep, you spend three to four months of like, you eat, sleep and train. And that's all that you do at 110% for four months. And then you retreat and for an off season. So I did that in my business as well. I've done that with relationships. Like I've done that with a lot of areas of my life and it never led to sustained growth. So that's one thing that I need to be really mindful of. And, and keeps going back to self-awareness, self-awareness, self-awareness. Do you have a process that where you shut everything off besides at nighttime? But is there like, I know some guys, um, they'll go Monday to Thursday, they grind, grind, grind. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they don't do anything. It's all family time. Um, or do you kind of take it in, in uh, you know, in waves of, you know, when you're feeling certain things? Is there a process around it? Maybe the weekends or maybe certain days. It's just you and Joe. Um, it, it comes in waves. So it depends on what's happening, what we're launching. Um, also like Joe has two children as well. So like we have them part-time, um, and during the, we're, we're in summer right now. So in the school time, we have them every Tuesday and Wednesday and every other weekend. So Tuesdays and Wednesdays, like we go pick them up from school at three o'clock. So we have shorter days and we shut off every Tuesday, Wednesday night to be with the kids. Um, on the weekends, we most likely shut off to be with them. Um, and then we grind it out every other day. So we, some days like Mondays and Thursdays are long days. Sometimes we work till eight o'clock at night, but Tuesday and Wednesday, like that's our family time. That's our downtime. Um, and I like Joe's the first guy I ever dated with kids. And it's such a blessing because it allows me to shut off and, and have this other side um, to the relationship as well. So it's, it's a very big blessing. That's phenomenal. And, and it's huge because like you said, on Sunday, you know what day you're going to take off for the most part. Like yeah. that's so crucial because what happens, I think a lot of people is, they don't prep on Sundays. I'm a big person. I prep on Sunday and I, I, I know exactly what I'm doing for the whole entire week unless something crazy comes up. But they, they, they grind on Monday, grind on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then they're like, oh my gosh, thank God, the weekend. Oh, I still got shit I got to do. Versus you could be more productive if you know the days ahead of time that you just want to shut off. And, you, and I think you would agree that you become more productive in your 8, 10, 12 hours that you're working if you know on Tuesday I'm shutting off, on yep. Thursday I'm shutting off. 
So that's yeah, it, it helps you time manage better too. And for anybody listening who have has kids will understand time management. And like, that's what Joe's kids have taught me too. Cause before that I would work like seven days a week, sometimes till 11 o'clock at night um, was not healthy for the way I was doing it. But now like, okay, we have the kids these days. This is going to help me better manage my time. So on Tuesdays and Wednesdays are shorter days, but I'm, I'm actually more productive in those days because I look forward to that time off. Yes. Also like the self care as well, like for productivity, you need to know like what makes you perform at your optimal best. So like meditation and exercise for me is huge. Like even like cardio, like I know like no one probably likes cardio, but cardio is almost like <laughs> meditation for me. It clears my mind. It primes me from a self-aware perspective. If you, if you want to be a high performer, if you want to have massive productivity in your life or your business, you need to know like what makes me operate best so that I can show up best so that I can get things done in a faster amount of time. Cause if we're like unmotivated, unfocused or like scattered brain ADD like nothing gets done and how do you how would people figure that out how are they going to figure out what what helps them you know basically deliver at the highest level highest standard highest state of mind what what what, what do you suggest telling them to do it's, it's really being in tune. And I mean, this has been like nine years of me figuring this out for myself and I'm still learning about myself, yes. but it's being like really in tune with how you are feeling like internally. And I mean, I even come back to like, how's my digestion running? Like, how's my skin looking? Um, like how clear is my thought? Am I getting those inspired hits or like those, those downloads that you get of like, oh my God, that's an amazing idea. I need to implement that. Like if you don't have that creativity or you don't feel good in your body or you're not energized, you're probably not operating fully. So it's been trial and error for me, especially like with foods too. Like I'm gluten-free and that's only been a year. But like if I have gluten, like I'm so foggy the next day. So this takes like you, it's, it's a maturity that you have to arrive at for your life. Right. And then to hold yourself accountable to, I'm not going to go eat that, or I'm not going to go like binge drink on the weekend because I know like, that's probably going to make me foggy till Tuesday or Wednesday. And then I'm like already into my week. Like it's just, it's, it's massive self-awareness and holding yourself accountable, which I think a lot of people have issues doing, but depends on what you want in your life and, and what you're willing to sacrifice and give up for the level of success that you want. And the reason why you're so good at it and why other people are good at it is because you're vulnerable. So you can't have extreme self accountability unless you're vulnerable. So that's, that's a huge piece to the puzzle. And that, that's what self-awareness is all about. It's looking at, okay, what am I not good at? And a lot of people have issues doing that, of doing that self-reflection of I'm not operating at my best right now. I know what my potential is and I'm not there. So what needs to change in my life? Yes. Yes. So, you know, you, so you're self-aware, everything is going either good or bad, but there's always one thing, no matter how great your life is going or how bad your life is going. One thing is certain there are negative influences. And I ask all my guests this because it's especially with social media, you know, and just everything that's going on in the world every single day, there's constant negativity. Um, and, and I have my own processes, but what do you suggest on how to block out the negative influences? I'm talking about people, places, and things. So not just one area, but overall negative influences. Yeah. I mean, you, you definitely are the average of the five people around you. So you need to do an audit of your life and say, how are these like five people or whoever your circle of influence is? How are these five people affecting me? Or how do they live their life and how do they speak and how do they think? Because that will directly affect you um, or even like whether it's social media. So I think this is a process that I've definitely 
done over the years, like especially like when I was massively addicted to drugs and, and depressed, I ended up picking up everything and I moved within two weeks to a completely different city that was two hours away. I didn't even tell the, the boyfriend I was dating at the time or my friends. I just picked up and left because I knew that if I stayed in that circle of friends, there was no way that I was going to stop the party and stop the drugs and, and stop that, that bad relationship I was in. So like from, and that was my mom saying, you're moving, where do you want to go to? So that was, she was a catalyst for me, like really. And once I realized like I wasn't around that, like I didn't really need that anymore. So we, the people that are around us are sometimes coping mechanisms for stuff that we don't want to deal with as well. So I like that. Say that again. So people could hear this, please say that again. Uh, sometimes the people around us are coping, coping mechanisms for the things that we don't want to deal with. So, you know, we. Yeah. So sometimes we will rely on these negative influences to, you know, keep us small um, or keep us from doing that self-awareness as to where we need to up level. It makes it okay. It makes it okay. That's why you are the average. And this is why, like, you know, you look at like Jerry Springer or um, Maury Povich, like that trash TV, like they put that stuff on TV so that you don't feel so bad about your own life. And you're like, oh, well, things are okay with me. Yeah. So, you know, when we talk about about negative influences, you need to look at who are the people I'm in direct contact with that I'm talking to? What am I watching on TV? What am I listening to? What accounts am I following on on Instagram? Because everything that you are listening to, watching um, or reading, you are validating that that is okay in your life. And and you will never up-level if you don't change all of that influence going on around you. So... Like, this is one thing that Joe and I have really committed to this year is getting around people who are doing better than us. So we've joined quite a few masterminds. Like, we have a lot of investment into our growth this year because we've kind of done an audit of like, yeah, we have friends, but like, we're kind of like, we're doing better than everybody else around us. And we were like, there's no way that yeah. we're ever going to up level. So it's, it's hiring the big coaches. It's going to the masterminds. It's networking and connecting with other couples who have like awesome functioning businesses and, and asking ourselves like, who can we get around? Yes. Yes. And, yeah. and so if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yes. You heard yeah. the there. Like that's yeah. it. And, yeah. and you're spending Money and time, right? So, so we look at ROI, we look at ROT, return on our investment, return on time. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid. If, you're, if someone's listening, they're like, yeah, I would love to be around, you know, people that are better than me and spend money on, on masterminds, but I'm scared. Like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, what would you tell that person? They're sitting in front of you and they're like, I'm just nervous to spend the money. In like a sentence, what would you tell them? If you want to grow and if you, diff- if you want a different level of life than what you're living, you have to. Like you, you have to, like, there's no other choice. Either you stay where you're at or you, or you grow. And if you want to grow, you need to change. And I've even done that the past few years with like auditing my friends and like, I don't want this to sound bad, but I've let some friendships go of people who were just not up leveling with me. And, you know, I don't want just like girlfriends to like sit down and have a coffee and like chat and bitch about my life. Like, I'm sorry, but if I am not growing with you or we are not fueling each other, that, that there is no purpose for that in my life. Yes. It, it, it has to be right. Because if I'm going to go like spend a lunch date with someone and spend a few hours of my time, like that's valuable. And as someone who like wants to make a massive difference and be a leader, we need to make sure that our cup is being filled every single day and not being depleted. Yes. Withdrawers versus depositors. I talk about it all the time. Who are the withdrawers in your life and who are the depositors? I love it. I love it. 
So when the time comes and, you know, it, it's time for you to see the white pearly gates and whomever you believe in is standing there and he looks at you, she looks at you. What do you want that person to say? What do you want God or whoever it is that, that you, know, you, you look up to in that realm? What do you want them to say to you? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, I guess I would want them to say, thank you for always following your soul and, and stepping through the fears. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Stepping yeah. through the fears. Stepping Guys, if you heard this, it, she didn't say stepping around the fears. Through. Through the through. fears. And that's the hardest part because you got to go through the emotions and you got to go through the scary shit. And I saw something in your face when you said that to where you almost like pictured you stepping through some fears and and you felt some, some pain, yet some pleasure at the same time. And, um, that was, that was, that was pretty cool to see. That's awesome. So I'm going to give you a few words. Okay. And then off the top of your head, tell me what you think of them. And these words, people have different associations with them. So I'm just curious what your association is with them. Top of your head. You ready? Okay. We already talked about one. So fear. Associations. Um, growth. Growth. Failure. Success. Hustle. Hustle. Mm, I want to say work, but you have to be careful how you hustle. Like, I, I don't really like that word hustle. And like Joe and I talk about this all the time. A lot of people like to say they like grind and like hustle, bro. But like, <laughs> like what are you hustling for? <laughs> Thank you for being on my side with that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. what I feel about it, but that's why I just like to ask the, that, that question. Yeah. Uh, you know, hustle with your eyes, with your eyes up, you know what I mean? Type of, of mentality yeah. I have. Yeah. So. Okay. And the last one is success. Hmm. Success. I would definitely say success. It's up to you whether you want it or not. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Like you decide whether you're going to be successful. And I like what I said before, like everybody's like waiting to get ready to get ready to get ready. Like success, like you create your own success. You create your own hype. You create your own buzz. Like you determine how fast things grow for you, depending on how much you put yourself out there, how much you align with people, like the actions that you take is solely dependent on you. Yes, I love that. I love, yeah. you might share any of your core values with us. I'm a true believer that the most successful people, we make decisions quick. And the yep. reason why is because we filter it through our core values. Yep. And, and I've changed mine you know, through and through, but um, what, are, what are your top you know, one, two or three core values that you live by? And, and if you mind you know, telling us why they're so important to you, that'd be good yeah. too. 100%. I love core values. I know exactly what mine are. So my very first, and they're actually in order, because sometimes if you know your core values, you can order them because if you're not productive in one, then you'll never be productive in the other. So like for my number one core value is my mental and physical health, like above all. So that's why like the gym is non-negotiable. Um, personal development is non-negotiable. Meditation is non-negotiable because if I am not feeling my best and operating my best, the other ones don't matter. So my second core value is freedom. Um, I like to have control over my own schedule. I like to have flexibility. I like to have freedom in my life. Um, I'm definitely an introvert. Um, A really super packed, packed schedule that's not in my control makes me feel anxious. So freedom is huge. 
Um, number three is my career, wherever that goes. It, like they, it comes above family, it becomes above friends because if I, my career, how I develop that will trickle down into my, my friends. So my, my, mental, uh, my mental, physical uh, and spiritual health and then freedom and then my career. So uh, career, tell me what, what is the end, end goal for you from what you know today? We're always going to change it. <laughs> um, but from, you know, you sitting here right now talking to me, what is the, the end result or the 10 year goal, yeah. the, the big, hairy, audacious goal, as we call it? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. And I'm more open to where it's going to go now. So like when I was a dental hygienist and built, built my fitness business, like I worked a year doing both before I could give it up. And like, I went against what my friends, my family were saying, like, this is 2011. I was building this online brand and they're like, what's this like online thing you're doing? Like everybody was kind of like against me before Instagram. Like this is like 2011. So this is seven years ago. And, and then I was like, no, I'm going to do this. And when I did it and built it, I was more like proving people wrong. And I was like, I'm going to do this. And then when that fitness coach wasn't as internal of a driver driver for me, and I knew I wanted to do more business coaching, I had a really, really hard time losing my identity as a fitness girl. Cause I was like, I built up all this and I was scared. Now that I know that that transitions, like it's not as, it's not as scary. Like when you're on the other side of something, you can look back and like, Oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was. I probably could have expedited that growth a lot faster if I had just let it go. Yes. So I've learned to really just trust in myself that I have the ability to choose success. I know how to attract people in. Like I have the tools to be successful in whatever it is that I want to do. So, you know, Joe and I are building PT profits right now. Um, that's a huge goal for us in the future. You know, I don't know. I would love to do something from a personal development standpoint for women. I love empowering women. I love giving them that belief in themselves. I definitely want to write a book. I want to do a TED Talk. Um, Where that goes in the next five to 10 years, I'm not really sure, but I am 100% open to whatever that calling comes through for me as. I'm going to tell you right now, and you mark my words, you will have a TED Talk and you will have what you think is a 10-year goal, you're going to have it in five years. <laughs> and that's, I'm telling you right now, there's something I just feel that um, it, it's, it's real. You, you 100% add massive value. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change your, your name. I don't know if you have a nickname or not, but I'm going to call you the self-awareness queen. <laughs> and yeah. I love, I just love it. You are so phenomenal. Thank um, you. And, and Thank it's, you. It's such a pleasure to have you on. So before we wrap up here, I only bring people on that I know could drop massive value and share a really good story. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully we went ahead and we did that to the audience today. But every time the show ends, I want people to have at least three things. So whether or not you guys are listening, if you took notes throughout the whole entire process, amazing, great job. But if you have it, I'm going to ask you right now, sir, to tell me three things to help people be better today than they were yesterday. Three things they could take action on to be right. better today than yesterday. Yeah. I like Not that question. <laughs> yeah. I like that question there where you said, you know, actionable. So like Joe and I talk a lot about like the fluff of people and like mm-hmm. we can talk words of inspiration, but I'm definitely a massive action driven person. So I love that you threw that in there. Yes. yes. Motivation's good. Yeah, I mean, you need a little bit of that fluff, but yeah. you know what you, it's all about Massive, annoying, aggressive action. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, So number one, I would definitely say get your mind, body, and soul healthy. Like it's hard to move forward with anything if you don't feel like physically, mentally, and, you know, spiritually healthy. So start on that path. 
Um, number two, get a coach and someone who's going to hold you accountable. Um, it's the fastest way to expedite that action. And the accountability part is key. And like Joe and I have coaches and it's not like they are telling us stuff that we don't know, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's holding you accountable to the plan that you want for yourself. Yeah. And I, th- I think we can all agree whether it comes from fitness or business or anything, like we tend to give excuses in or, you know, slow down that process. So a coach will definitely hold you accountable. I'm going to stop you there. So you said before, hey, you know, they're telling us stuff that we, we kind of know, yeah. but it's about the, the holding us accountability. So holding the accountability to us. So if you're listening to this and you may be somebody that you know that you don't know enough to, you know, go ahead and progress, but you may be listening to this saying, man, I already know all this stuff. Yeah. Okay. First off, that's, that's the first mistake, right? I mean, open up your mind. There's probably more deeper, more and deeper things that we're going to be talking about over the course of the next episode after this, after this, after this. It's going to really open you up to say, maybe I don't know all I know. Uh, but the big thing is making sure you have a coach to not tell you what you don't know, but to hold you accountable yeah. to what you do know. I like it. And that's the number one reason why people don't progress with their goals is they put it off, they put it off. So, um, and the other thing that we learned from our coach too is to get a coach, uh, someone who you massively do not want to disappoint. So when, yeah. So it's not just getting a coach to be accountable to, it's someone who you massively respect, you look up to, and you don't want to let them down. Yeah. Um, And number three is check your circle of influence. So- Get, get, get everything around you healthy, get a coach to hold you accountable and check your circle of influence. Gold, gold, gold. I Mike, love it. Mike, can we do a mic drop? <laughs> mic drop. I, I had the big old Yeti mic, but yeah, we'll, we'll go to mic drop for sure. I love it. Okay. So now Sarah, I mean, this is, this is your floor. I want you to tell everybody what you're working on, where they could find you, what's coming up for you. The floor is yours, girl. Go ahead and let them know. Yeah. Um, I would love for you to join me on Instagram. Like that's where I hang out. I love Insta stories. Um, that's pretty much my jam where you can find me Sarah.fennel, um, or just search Sarah Fennel. Um, you know, we're doing some stuff with business, but you know, anybody listening here, I would love for you just to come and join me on my podcast, the fulfillment project. We are on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Podbean, anywhere, just search the fulfillment project. This is a place where we talk a lot about growth and we talk about kind of a lot of stuff we were talking about through this, um, through this interview. We talk a lot about marketing cause that's my jam as well. But if you're looking to up level your life and learn about like high performance and growing into that high level, high vibing person that I know you want to be this podcast will, will help you move through those, those hard times that we all struggle with. That's amazing. That's amazing. Guys, I'm, I'm dead serious when I say you better go, not just go listen to the fulfillment project, but you guys better subscribe to it. You know, you, yeah. you, want, you want to get notified. And when do you drop your shows? Every Monday and Thursday, um, I drop the shows. So we're into our second month now. So it's like my baby. It's my project. It's my favorite thing that I've ever done. Like I've launched other content streams like YouTube channels, blogs. Um, but the podcast is like that very first one where I feel so connected to. It drives me to put out episodes consistently um, and, and connect with high-level guests, which I'm sure like you're experiencing as well with yours. So we went um, number four on iTunes in its first week of launching. I'm so proud of that and the subscribers are growing the downloads are growing and i would love for you to join me on the podcast that would be amazing yes yes guys go follow sarah she's an absolute absolute beast not just in the fitness industry but overall mindset wise um there there is something to say when she kept talking about the self-awareness something to say about that because after all the successful people i've interviewed um and people i've studied 
I know that self-awareness is the number one key habit, um, and, and she has it, and that is why she is now the self-awareness queen. You can go ahead. You can hashtag that, whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, but I'm giving you that, that, that throne for you. Whatever you want to do, you can throw it away if you want. Uh, but I appreciate you being on, and um, I'm truly grateful for everything you do. And I, I'm now a huge fan, um, and I'm a huge fan and, and extremely, extremely glad that we connected um, and, and I'm glad that we're going to build a lifelong value adding relationship um, and just continue our growth. And the best way to the top guys is to climb on each other's shoulders, to become a giant. And, Absolutely. and that is it. So I appreciate you so much, Sarah. Thank you guys. Go follow her. Go make sure you go ahead and listen to the fulfillment project. Make sure you stay in tune with her every Monday, every Wednesday, right? Every Monday, Monday, Thursday, Monday, Thursday. Monday, Thursday. Yeah. Every Monday. Just subscribe. Just subscribe. Just, You'll just be subscribe notified. To it. You'll be just good. subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Subscribe to it. Write her a review too, because yeah. amazing. Uh, guys, I'm going to wrap this thing up here. I uh, would basically just letting you guys know that I only bring on people that are going to add value. And if she added value to, uh, to you today, go subscribe to her. Make sure you don't forget to subscribe to the power of progression podcast. Um, and if we added value to you, please write a review and share this out to whomever you think can get value from this session today. Um, you guys can make sure you follow me at, at @realjohnmarone on all social media platforms. Um, and other than that, we are about out of here. Anything else you want to tell uh, people listening or people watching? No, I think this has been great. I think there's a lot of like nuggets of wisdom that people can take away from this. And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and I'm sure, you know, you're a little bit of a podcast whore like me, like I love them. I'm like a sponge of knowledge, but whatever you learn, like just put into action, like put into action, like don't get stuck in like massive consumption mode. Like do take something from this and start acting differently tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Information doesn't matter if you don't have implementation, right? Mm -mm, mm -hmm. That's what it's all about, guys. Make sure you take, take the notes, you put a plan in place, you take massive, aggressive, annoying action. Make sure you have a phenomenal rest of your week. Make sure you go follow Sarah, follow me, subscribe to both our podcasts, and have an amazing rest of your week. Go crush it and keep creating the ultimate version of you. See you guys soon. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Honestly, shows and podcasts like this are not possible without you. So I have so much gratitude for my listeners. You freaking rock. If you want to find me over on Instagram, I am sarah.fennel. Tag me in a post. Let me know what your favorite episode is. Hit me up with a DM. I will always write you back. Shows like this are not possible without ratings and reviews. So if you feel so moved, please write me an honest comment, an honest review, and let us know what you think of the show.